Welcome everyone to the cocky cockpit where you'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Let me hear it. One more. We got here scum and villainy. There we go. No, we don't want that. That's okay. We didn't. We didn't prep them for that. That's fine. So, I'm your host from the outpost, David Frischkorn, and we got a full cockpit today, ladies and gentlemen. Get your fingers on the trigger because this man likes to get more political than Palpatine. Quagbert. Hey, what's up, guys? What a mouthful. <laughs> I'm really, really, really surprised that you didn't trip over your words there. I, I'm I, I practice. I practice. Do you stare in the mirror when you practice? I, I no. But speaking of which, everyone, ladies and gentlemen, my furry co-pilot, Rob Branscombe. There it is. There it is. So for the Scum Villainy watching at home, this has been a running tradition here at Youngstown Comic Con slash All American. Where, since Rob Branscombe bailed on us last minute, <laughs> last year, it's going, it's going strong. I yeah. love it. Now you have a chance to earn back your honor. And also, like while we're shitting on members of the cast, Dave, I've never noticed before that between these, the headset, you know, the sunglasses, you kind of look like you're really hungover right now. <laughs> Hashtag it cocky. You can get your t-shirts now. <laughs> Over on the cockycockpit.com. Good swing over there. Get yourself a shirt. Support the show. But who here is checking out the cocky cockpit for the very first time? Let me see some hands. Wow, that's okay. About half. Very cool. Well, for you guys checking us out for the very first time, we are the Cocky Cockpit. We're a group of content creators from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, who like to keep our heads in the cockpit and make Star Wars comedy videos, podcasts, and live streams, just like this one, the Cocky Cockpit Podcast, where each week's topics are as random as a blaster, but intended for a more civilized age, which is our fun way of saying for a mature audience. So we're going to try to keep it pretty PG-13 today. Um, no, no guarantees. I'll try. I'll try. Half of you knew what you signed up for, but either way, we're going to have some fun, guys. I mean, this show is all about you. I can't thank you guys enough for coming out for it. One more time. Let me hear it. And thank you to All-American and Greg for, you know, inviting us out again. Really appreciate it, Greg. Thank you so much. So, uh, we here are at All-American. This is uh, what I keep saying, All-American. Scratch that. Because, you know, Comic-Con's no longer trademarked. We're at Youngstown Comic-Con. Who here is from Youngstown? Uh, okay, got four or five hands. Very cool, very cool. Who here thinks they've traveled the farthest? Oh, I think we might have a winner. And where are you from in the back? Rogers? Okay, we got someone from Florida. Yeah. So very cool. Thank you so much. You actually mean to tell me that you got on a plane to come to Youngstown, Ohio? She was here last year. So you did it. You got on a plane twice to come to Youngstown twice. All right. We gotta we gotta support our scum. Rough. But uh, yeah, so they are here to talk about Star Wars, which is you know our bread and freaking butter. Um, but guys, if you are just checking us out for the first time, I, I thought I thought. I thought we were a Lord of the Rings. Oh, crap. We gotta rebrand everything, man. Uh, <laughs> like, shit, I already printed 500,000 business cards. I know what to do with them. What are we gonna call it? Lord of the Car. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, you guys, uh, if you guys are checking us out for the very first time, you, you know, we'd really appreciate if you guys would help support the channel. Swing over to your favorite uh, platform of video, whether it be Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitch, Mixer, doesn't matter. You guys can swing over, hit that follow or subscribe button. And if you guys like MP3s uh, to like listen in the car, you can swing over to pretty much any podcast provider, whether it be iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, uh, let's see here, iHeartRadio, you name it, we're pretty much on it. We'd really appreciate if you'd swing by uh, and drop us a five-star review it helps us a lot. Dude, I reached out to some people, uh, other Awesome Star Wars podcasters. We now have over 17 reviews on iTunes. All five stars. So. Oh, that ain't bad. Yeah. yeah all we're five stars. All five stars. Yeah, by the way, like if you get on and you post a review that is not five stars that brings down our average, like they do have location services. <laughs> so we go and find you. All right. So what's... How much did you pay? I didn't pay him anything. 
I may have returned with a five-star review for a couple of my friends. Yeah, I mean, but you know, uh, just because you're a little just, little just, iTunes reach around, just because you, know, you don't you don't pay in money, you know. Oh, you, you were doing iTunes reach rounds. Get those. <laughs> <laughs> Rob and I've been just doing the regular kind. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk Star Wars, guys. Okay, so I want to go ahead and get into it. Uh, who here? Now that we, I don't think we've had a chance. No, we haven't. So we. Since last time we chatted, we have yet to talk about The Last Jedi and Star Wars, a solo story. Star Wars, a, yeah, that's right. Uh, Star, Star Wars, Wars solo, a solo story. Star Wars. <laughs> like solo, a you solo story. You are correct story. still, though. Like, Star Wars, a solo story is still accurate. It's just not correct. <laughs> so, all right, who here, by a round of applause, really liked The Last Jedi? We're not here to burn you, so feel free. Very cool. Who now by really loud booze if it was terrible. <laughs> wow. Okay. Very cool. Wow. Okay. We got. We got. We got a couple of guys are on the on the edge. Who here likes Solo by a round of applause? Very cool. No. We got. Who here didn't like Solo? Give me some booze. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Huh. All right. You guys, do you guys are in a safe place, you know, until you leave the room. <laughs> then... <laughs> you walking around giving everybody spoilers to everything. Yeah, there's, there's, oh, there we have, there's a set of... we got Boba Fett and Bosk out there just waiting to hunt you guys down. <laughs> so there are a very... Yeah, we got a... It's that Skywalker guy. Yeah. Lord Vader. Everyone, when, you, when he comes in, standing ovation, everyone. Ready? <laughs> That was, that was pretty scary cult-like, and uh, I appreciate all of that. Like, you guys just went along with that way too easily. <laughs> and, like, we all clapped at, like, the same time. It was really, really weird. I got a really weird thing out of it. Very cool. We're not on standard Jedi time. Standard Jedi. Standard Jedi. I appreciate you guys coming out. Thank you so much. You look beautiful. So let's talk I sleep with all three of Kathleen Kennedy. So... So Kathleen Kennedy. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, oh, that's weird because I got a lot against Kathleen. <laughs> there are some some big beefs against her, and rightfully so. I mean, Star Wars was never meant to be political, and whether you guys believe that agenda or not, we'll leave off the table. But what's important is the insider information coming out of a said meeting. And this has been confirmed by multiple sources that there was a meeting. I love the Darth Vader's I'm breathing. Getting, like, I'm getting, like, like, like down my neck right now. <laughs> just a little bit of it. It's awesome. Um, there was a meeting that went down a few weeks down. Uh, sources say anyway, a, a meeting that went down a few weeks before Solo hit theaters. That was with all the bigwigs of Disney including Bob Iger and Kathleen Kennedy, who were both muted on this call. They could not speak until, until they were given the opportunity. And basically, uh, the call went down. There were, uh, they were in a conference room with guards gu guarding the door. That's how serious of a, of a, a meeting this supposedly Sounds was. Sounds like a Darth Vader meeting to me. Yeah. yeah. Sounds just a little over the top, if you ask me. Well, on this conference card. call, allegedly, because we don't know officially yet, but there have been multiple sources that have come out and said that basically they went down and talked about how they project that Solo is going to uh, over underwhelm in the box office and that... Because of that, Iger, uh, Bob Iger comes onto the, onto the call and told Kathleen Kennedy she is um, basically being booted out of the door and she is being fired. But first, she must find her replacement. And there were a lot of different candidates from sources um, that were suggested to take over as president of Lucasfilm. One of those candidates being J.J. Um, uh, Abrams. Ugh. However... Allegedly, I will, I will say again, every single one of these people who were offered the position as president of Lucasfilm have turned it down because of where the state of fandom lays as of right now. 
Interesting. So, uh, only time will tell whether this is true or not. I feel, you know, as soon as Lucasfilm gets a new president, this news will hit everywhere. But there have been a lot of talks about whether Kathleen Kennedy should be fired or not. Um, and uh, we haven't really gotten too deep into our thoughts on Ka Kathleen Kennedy. And uh, I would love to hear some of your opinions as well as we'll kind of give ours. But I think if anyone has the biggest opinion on this matter, it's going to be Cole Egbert. Cole, <laughs> what is your thoughts on this uh, supposed meeting that went down? And uh, what, what is your feelings as to, you know, supposedly Kathleen Kennedy being fired and every single person that they've offered the president well, all right. So, so first point. of all, correct me if I'm wrong, but I was under the imp I, I I didn't know about any sort of conference call, but I was under the impression I had heard that they, you know, after throwing around the idea that she might be fired, that they had decided not to do that. Like I thought the idea was that that was just a rumor that got around, and that they they decided to keep with her. I mean, there was there was rumors going around that she's on the cutting block, but this mm -hmm. this story just broke like not even a week ago. Well, okay, fair enough. So I would say, well, for one, you know, all of the, the evidence is there to suggest that since Disney acquired Star Wars back in, what was it, 14 now? Or yeah, 13? 2000, I think 2014. 2014, because it was the end of 15 when Force Awakens hit. Sure. Right? So in the last, call it, three or four years since Disney has had the IP... It's been very, very heavily mismanaged, even just from like a business perspective, you know, setting aside how we feel about the movies or, you know, how well they did. Like, the, you know, The Last Jedi, like, knocked it out of, out of the park in terms of ticket sales, mm -hmm. but then all the analytics that are out there basically show that a lot of the, you know, a lot of that came in the first weekend, second weekend, as people were like, you know, there's, there's a certain degree to which, like, any Star Wars film is going to perform no matter how bad it is because it's a Star Wars movie. Right. Right? There are, there are prob probably 90% of the people in this room, us included, you know, will we'll literally go see any Star Wars movie. Yeah. Because it has Star Wars printed on mm -hmm. it, right? So there's a certain amount of, of brand loyalty that is just, like, can't you can't get around it. I just... Is anyone here... Because I, I, I've, I've seen a few of you say you have not seen Solo. Are any of you boycotting it? Is anyone here? Who no. The movie? Okay, very. That's fine. <laughs> Wait, sorry. Who, who boycotted the Last Jedi? Yeah. Let's give this man a round of applause. Why? Why would you do that? Thanks, Lord Vader. Lord Vader. Lord Vader's my guy. All right. Okay. So go. You continue. All right. Regardless, you know, so we can establish right that that any kind of Star Wars movie that's going to come out. There's going to be a certain percentage of, of people that are just going to go see it no matter what. Mm -hmm. I mean, they could have, you know, episode eight could have been three times worse than it was, and they could have released Solo two weeks later, and there still would have been people that went and saw it on the opening night. Sure. You know, like, there, there's, it's sort of all, almost inevitable. So, you know, taking, you know, how you feel about the films or the quality of the films aside... We have very clear financial metrics and very clear business metrics that indicate that Kathleen Kennedy has pretty badly mishandled things since taking over Star Wars. And a lot of that, I think, has to do with how politicized it's become, right? We never, we never used to talk about politics in relation to Star Wars because nobody cared, right? And now there's enough of an overt effort to bring things into that realm that I think that's a lot of why people are are, are breaking from it. Right. I, think, I think a lot of it comes down to the political side of things. I think there's an element of it which is that they maybe maybe trying to put out a new movie every year is a little bit too ambitious. You know, there's there's a lot of different factors that have been kind of analyzed and tracked. But overall it's pretty difficult to say that Kathleen Kennedy has been doing a good job from a business perspective. Right. Regardless of how you feel about how she's actually handled the canon. Sure. <laughs> Do I need to take your toys away? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Always got to take his toys away. Uh, Rob, do you have any any thoughts? And like, where do you stand? Because we really haven't had your input on Kathleen Kennedy in a while. So, I mean, how do you feel with uh, where Star Wars has been going with episodes? You know, seven, eight, Rogue One, Solo. I, you know, I like Rogue One a bit more than the Saga movie. Sure, fact, um, fact. I, I agree more. with that. Uh, Any Rogue One fans in the room? For that. Rogue One, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, yeah. everyone, yeah, exactly. 
That was a great movie. Like, they, they, they knocked it out of the park with Rogue One, and then they just... Look, I'd like to see where they could take those... <laughs> Those movies, that style, and that's instead of the sagas. I don't care about the sagas as much because I was disappointed both times. Yeah, you want, and, and it's mean, sort of funny when that you mentioned that because you want to talk about like how you know things have been sort of mishandled recently since you know since it was bought by Disney. It's sort of funny. Like most of the people that I have talked to, whose opinions I respect, say that of the four new ones, Rogue One is clearly head and shoulders above oh, yeah. the rest. Like I would, oh, yeah. much, much, much better. Yeah, we're, get, we're getting a kid, few nose. Oh, okay, okay. okay we yeah. yeah, that's right. Agree with me. All right. <laughs> so, so, um, so, Rogue One, for the most part, see, most people's opinion, Rogue One is the best one so far. Sure. Of the four that have come out since Disney acquired. Yeah. And what I find really fascinating is, you know, in terms of quality, like, Rogue One seems to be the clear winner, and then after Solo, they're like, yeah, we're not going to do any more Star Wars stories. We're just going to focus on the trilogy and, you know, the neutral, you know, all this nonsense. And it's sort of like, okay, so you're... You're gonna, um, you're gonna just like sail off with the the one ship that is already sinking and leave the really nice one at harbor. Like that seems to be. Now I think it's been. I think people are taking that that like announcement they made that they're gonna like put Star Wars stories on hold. I think people are taking that with a grain of salt because it's Disney mm-hmm. and. They will not miss an opportunity to sell another action figure. Right. Like they're gonna keep making more Star Wars movies. In any way, shape, or form that they can get away Good with. One. Like, I'm really shocked that we don't actually, like, that they're not doing, like, two Star Wars stories a year. I think they, they can, were trying. Supposedly, from, you know, Lucasfilm, that they're taking a step back and they're, ta- you know, taking a look at their business practices and to see if this is I think something they t- want to continue. Like two months, it's going to be JK, guys. There's another one coming out. Oh, yeah. I, especially Star Wars Celebration. I think we're going to get uh, an announcement on maybe one or two uh, of the actual trilogies. Maybe we'll actually get. A little more details about them. I think we're going to get more on Star Wars: The Resistance. Uh, I think we'll get uh, maybe a, like uh, more details on the live-action uh, TV show that's going to yeah, be coming yeah. out. I think Star. I mean, it's a five-day event this year. They have to have a lot of information coming out. At least four days of information. The first day is pretty much just vendor stuff. Um, so four days of at least information coming. So, so there's one, one day, which is the reason they're having it, and then there's the four days where they where they give you the stuff that they advertise. Right. Sure. Um, <laughs> all right. So only time will tell on that, and we'll, I think we'll have to kind of put a pin in this topic and kind of come back to it when news comes around it. Um, but ultimately, who here feels like uh, Kathleen Kennedy is doing a great job? Let's give it a round of applause. Okay. Who here figures that the freaking light side people are all over this? <laughs> Who here thinks that these movies will be better whenever Kathleen Kennedy is out of the door? I would say Vader's all about it. Vader's all about it. <laughs> Lord Vader. This guy gets it. <laughs> so I, I would say overall, though, that was pretty even. Out of out of scene. I mean, Lord Vader, obviously. Vader's my noob noob. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so we got about another half hour left of the show. Man, this show is flying. Um, so we're at this point. We're gonna open it up to the fourth seat. Uh, who here has a topic that you guys would like to discuss about? It was Pokemon. Let's Wars go ahead and get Dark Magician girl. No, I, I, yeah, just yeah, Dark Magician. It's a pretty. Girl, right? I mean, it's a pretty card captors. No, What's that? it's from Yu-Gi-Oh! what? Yu-Gi-Oh! Digimon, right? <laughs> Pokemon, right? I thought it was Beyblade! <laughs> so, what's with the hat? Uh, she's a oh, magician. Oh, the hat's from Yu Yu uh, <laughs> You don't even know which show. You didn't have named like three shows in Full that. Full Metal Jacket. It's Dragon Ball Z, right? <laughs> yeah, the, stra- the Dragon Ball Naruto. Alright, first off, what's your name? Um, Emily. Emily, everyone give Emily a round of applause. Emily is our guest that's come all the way from Florida. So she has been a great supporter of the show, and uh, we appreciate you. Uh, What is your question? Um, What are your thoughts on Flynn and Rose's relationship? (laughs) Wow. Yes, the two most useless characters. Okay. (laughs) Darth Vader. Darth Vader is giving her... Darth Vader, can you come in closer? Can you, I like get right in her face. They write a character who killed herself off after doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, I have, a, I have a very, I have a, 
I, I, I somehow suspect she saw the episode where we reviewed eight because I think I spent a solid like forty-five minutes answering that question. But hey, we can go again. Why don't you know? Why don't you two start? Because I'm gonna just take over. What, what's here? What? It, what do you think? Where? Where do you stand on the the whole relationship? It kind of seems like they tried to rush it. I think I think everyone's reaction to the question was a very good point. Everyone just was laughing. You know, because I think that is just the answer, that this relationship is an absolute joke. Um, uh, cool. I'll, let, I'll let you open up. I know you got the most... What's, what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a, I gotta put a restraint on you. Let's, let's try to keep this semi-quick so we can get some more questions. Oh, I don't know about quick, man. I think well, we're gonna be here a while. Minute man. So... Like your 60 minute, minute man. Anyway. Alright, so, yeah, Flynn and Rose. Like, so, I think that when I was watching Seven, uh, Force Awakens, which I was not a huge fan of, uh, Flynn was definitely... Flynn? Finn. Finn. Yeah, they're all... Uh, <laughs> see? That forgettable. So Finn, Finn was, was definitely my least favorite of the new characters that was introduced in Force Awakens. I thought that he was primarily just there to be comic relief. I appreciated... I appreciated that they were trying to, like, I appreciate what they were trying to do. Like, in the advertising materials, you know, they made it look like, oh, you know, here's going to be this ex-stormtrooper and there's going to be this whole thing going on. And, it, you know, it seemed like it was going to be, you know, an interesting thing to explore, right? Let's, like, let's have a, a stormtrooper that realizes that trooping storms is maybe not the most <laughs> greatest thing ever. And, and then, uh, hey, Yeah, my, he's, like, a, an amazing shot. All right, we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put a pin right there. <laughs> yes. All right, Star Wars Battlefront Two. Anyone a fan? Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Vader's like yes, me, me, me. Um, dude, he's got an ability in. All right, he's a stormtrooper at heart, but he's got an ability in Battlefront Two where he literally lands every shot. What the? Heck? What is going on with that? I think right, sorry. They just sorry. take off the helmet and suddenly they can see. <laughs> they hit a lot more people if it wasn't for the stupid bucket. Corrective lenses. There you go. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to. I'm sorry to introduce. My oldest stormtrooper wearing a helmet. Following his footsteps. My apologies. My guy. All right, but but so what I was what I was getting at. So in seven, I definitely I I appreciated. The idea, when we were seeing the early marketing materials, we had no idea what Seven was really going to be. I appreciated the idea of like, hey, let's have a stormtrooper that, you know, but that didn't turn out to be his character. His character turned out to be, haha, I'm the guy that, but like, sort of stumbles into everything. And, you know, he's... He, in There's seven, a lot of stumbling yeah, in, yeah, this, he's, in he's, this whole saga. He's so just much. sort of there. And then in Eight... You know they had this. They had this perfect opportunity to kill him off right at the end of seven when Kylo literally cuts his freaking spine in half. <laughs> which apparently somehow we can survive having our spine cut now. Who survives the angry like that? In the, in the same way that Kylo can survive having half of his face lasered off. Dropped off in a battle. How can Kylo win? Get by a chick. That's. It's a whole other question. Wow. So, so we're going there. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there eventually. So we. So here's the deal. So you know, in seven, I thought he was kind of this useless character. I know you liked him. You liked the. I like. Fell I like Finn in episode seven. I thought they were going in an interesting direction with him. I was interested to see where they go with him in episode after at the end of episode seven. But leading into after episode eight, I'm like, where do they go with him? I don't. I don't know what oh. they do. I know, I know where they like my least favorite character now. I know where they yeah. So so. <laughs> sorry, like Well, hey, I wanted uh, in in eight. I was so excited when they had like the the Death Star siege weapon thing. That was that, that was, was cool. And I was like, and, and there was this moment where I was like, heck yeah, they're gonna like kill off Finn, and it's gonna be this big dramatic moment. And then they're like, nah, man. And they didn't kill him. <laughs> so, so, so they could have killed him in seven and fixed their mistake. They didn't kill him in seven. Which it would have made so much more sense, and then in eight they introduce a love interest for a character that nobody should care about, and that nobody really does care about. That's so fucked up. And then they manage to make the love interest the only character that we care about less. Right? Like, you like. Do you realize? Now that he's, there's a problem. Fangirl. Oh yeah, no. There's gonna be. There's gonna be like. There's gonna be like that. But I think. I mean, well, no. Here's the thing. We got listen. We got we got the topless shot of uh, of Kylo in eight. So like we got everything we need there. Yeah. I was gonna say. I think I think the fangirls are are the man with the five foot wide pecs. 
I think fangirls are pawing over Kylo way more than Finn. Yeah, because he's kind of got that like he's kind of got that goth vibe going on. Yeah, he's got on. he's got the bad you know, boy he attitude. Like, he like hate, he like hates his dad even though he has no reason to hate his dad. Like like Kylo's like the guy that if you're a woman under the you know under the age of like fifteen, you're just all over him, right? Like but but Finn Finn's like Finn's like this good Finn's like this good guy, funny guy, and we all know that the funny guy doesn't usually get the girl. So like you know it doesn't you know the whole plot line is very confusing. I don't know. I think I think Finn is a pretty useless character. I think Rose is a significantly more in, uh, useless character. I've said it. I've said in this will now be I think the fourth episode where I've said that one of the ways that they could immediately take episode eight from being like a two out of ten to like a five out of ten would just be cutting the Canto bite sequence completely. Uh-huh. Like that whole sequence, it was so stupid and it did nothing for the movie. You know. So, but how else would they have released the? So you know, how else would it have been worth it all? You know? I listen. We could, we could do a whole other segment on really stupidly written lines, like yeah, like yeah, like we'll talk. That's that's like their relationship in a nutshell. It's just like really, really stupid dialogue. You know, like she saves him from the uh, the Death Star laser, yeah. and then you know he's just like, "Why'd you do that?" And she's just like, "Yeah, we're not gonna we we're not gonna win the war by by killing those we hate. It's by saving the ones we love." And it's like, listen, lady, has, have, do you know what war is? He's got something, have something to interject. If you remember, the Star Wars trilogy was all supposed to be like the old Saturday afternoon serials of the 1930s and 40s. If you realize the scene of the destruction of the um, casino was more or less just like the old days of the, uh, let's see if we can destroy a set. So it's just going back to the parameters of what the old uh, Saturday afternoon I don't, serials I don't think be. it's necessarily the Canto bite scene that, that bothers people. I think it's the fact that the plot hole of it all. You know, like, they could have literally went about it in many a different ways. And I think it's a great idea, like, to have this, like, casino with, like, all of the 1%. And, like, it is this... The galaxy. Yeah, this this beautiful planet that she just wants to put her fist through or whatever the other dumb line she says. I think it's a really, really... It's visually... A great scene. Uh, I think we should add pod races in it, if anything. Oh yeah, like <laughs> like like Annie just got a hard man. Don't forget the middle class. <laughs> you were so good though. Anyway, <laughs> so we're, we're but like drop. but like was there? And maybe I'm alone in this. Since you're talking pod races, maybe I'm alone in this. But like, did anybody else like when when we were on Canto Bite in episode eight when you were seeing it the first time and you saw that racetrack? Did anybody else think pod racing yeah. Yeah. and like get really disappointed when it wasn't pod race? Like I was like I was like the one thing from episode one, the one thing from Phantom Menace that we don't freaking hate. What's that? Why is that attached to And Darth Maul, but then, but then I haven't listen. I haven't seen the Rebels and Clone Wars things, so like uh, when they that when when they did that, put that in solo, I was so confused. You're me. I was like, what is actually I happening? Think you here? haven't seen it yet. And All right, what's um? Go ahead. Yes. We'll wrap up with you on this topic. Is, uh, is Ray gonna have a Padawan learner? Star Wars. Okay. Alright, what's uh, first off, let's, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and that, that thank you again. Girl. Swing by our booth. I have something I would like to give you as a thank you. Okay. Um, and let's go ahead and uh, let's get Luke up in uh, up in this. Master Skywalker. Right there, buddy. But, by the way, was it intimidating him just standing there the whole time? We make people uncomfortable. Alright, first off. Luke, what is, uh, where are you from, Luke? I'm from Canton. Okay, he's from Canton. I was really hoping you'd say Tatooine, but. <laughs> he doesn't remember where he's from. I'm from one Tatooine. moment to the next. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I appreciate you. What's, what's your real name? Here? My name's Anthony. Anthony, thank you so much, Anthony, for joining us. Were you here last year? No, it was my no. first time. Very cool. First call in at all? Yep. Oh, give him a round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. Very cool. Well, I appreciate you coming to check us out. What is your question? My question is, is Ray going to have a Padawan learner in the new Star Wars? Okay. So, She's well, never got fully trained. Well, so it's an, so an interesting, yes. you know, before we even dive in, you could almost ask, make that, that's an, an interesting broader question you could ask is like, how, where do they go with the Jedi? Right. You know, how does that even continue? Um... You guys have any thoughts on this? I mean, I think it's I think it's pretty obvious. I think whatever Ray does, uh, she's gonna. Cont- I think, man, it. This is gonna be a very large jump in time, right? Anywhere from my guess is anywhere from three to five years. Hey, man, look. Episode eight took place forty five seconds after episode <laughs> seven. Yes. So there's a solid chance that we get like what two three minute right. break and then it picks up immediately. Now, granted, she's she's got the books to learn from, mm-hmm. right? There is that, right? So there out of 
She finally, probably, she probably finally bother, something. Though. As long as she can finally, she probably right. yeah, she probably finally bother, something though. to give us a reason as to where maybe her her draining might actually come from for once. Yeah. Um, I think right. No, no, you're useless, old ass. Didn't I do think we're gonna we're obviously gonna see Mark <laughs> Hamill return as Luke Skywalker <laughs> with a Force Ghost. Ghost mode. Yes, we're gonna see him, and he's gonna take on that role of Obi Wan, and that was. One of the lines that I really took away from the from the deleted scenes and the special the um the the special uh what the special features from the Last Jedi was Ryan Johnson. A lot of people were expecting Luke Skywalker to return as Luke Skywalker when really he Luke Skywalker returned as almost an Obi Wan role. Right, he's not necessarily our hero of the story anymore. He is that mentor figure, and that's fine. Yeah, but he does a pretty yeah. shit job. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, where does this go from here? I th- I think we have to continue um, the the lineage of the Jedi. Uh, does she have the training herself to take on that role? I'm not sure she's ready yet. Um, you know, but she's again, definitely not ready. She's been a Jedi for a week. Right, but for all we know, how we look at we look at Luke at the end of uh, of um, episode five, and then we jump into him in episode uh, six, and he's that badass that we want. We might see Ray at that point. Um, it's going to be interesting. If anything, if I were to say I want to see someone return to take on a Padawan, whether it be in a live uh, live series or in animated, I want to see Ahsoka but like, return and bring back okay, the Jedi. Okay, but like... I agree. But like... Okay, but but does, does Luke actually come back as a full-on badass in 6? Because like the only really badass thing he does... Dude, is, he walks into Jabba's. Okay, but no, yeah, he walks into Jabba's and immediately gets dumped in a Rancor pit. Which he like and then, barely, yeah. He he gets he barely gets out of the rancor pit. You're, and you're, then, you're missing all the fun details okay, before. That. Listen, and then and then like the only cool thing he actually does in episode six is fight Darth Vader at the end. And like even that he screws up because he's like, no, nah, I'm not gonna finish this one off. <laughs> and then he gets cooked medium rare by Palpatine. <laughs> like there's there's literally, I mean, you, you were better in five, man. You were better Thank in you. five. By my father who saved me. See, <laughs> at least in episode five, he like gets it in his head that he's gonna be this hero, and he runs off and gets his hand cut but off. Like, at least that's believable. You know. What, what do you What do you think? Do you do you do you think that Ray's going to return to take on a Padawan? I think she. Is. Okay. What about you, Rob? We haven't heard from you yet. I think it's possible. Yeah. Uh, I I think uh, they have Ryan Johnson on the Zolan trilogy. Maybe that's where they're going to take it. I don't. I don't think Daisy Ridley were, is going to be returning. From what she was no, saying, she's her, basically wrapped up. But getting. Well, getting I would say. Her <laughs> based, 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 based on all the, uh, the 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 social media harassment, I don't think her or. Uh, What's her name? Are going to be wanting to return at Kelly all? Kelly Tran. That's that's the one. See, that my whole thing. I'm not even. I'm just going to say this, and we'll pass on because we'll get on this whole thing. Is that that we still have yet to hear that from Kelly Marie Trans? Everyone's making all these assumptions that she quit social media because of the harassment, but yet we have to hear it from the horse's mouth himself. Any other any other uh, topics, or we want to we want to kind of move on from? All right, we got we got a couple other. Thank you, thank you again. Thank you for uh, for joining us. Thank you. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and uh, get you up front here. Love the breathing. I know, just dude. It just it adds a nice background. I was going to say something about the Padawan sure. because at the end of seven, you see this kid who actually uses the force to bring the broom. In. Sure, eight. Hey, hey, but sure enough, we know what you're talking about, broom boy. So as we that, we've heard, it might heard be him. possible that he might become raised. Possible. It's possible. It's it's only time will tell with that kind of. Uh, excuse right. me. Yeah. She's had her hand up for a while. Why don't you get get a question from her? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Right after you, we'll go ahead and get you up. All right. Thank you. Um, as she brought up about the. First off, what was your name? Dana. Dana. Thank you, Dana, for joining us. What was your? Uh... As we looked upon the scene, like she brought up room. Room boy. Sure. Is it possible that there could be other young Jedi's that we don't know of? I think that's exactly. I think that's exactly what the what the scene is setting up. It's saying, "Hey, the Force is more than you know. Anyone could be a Jedi. Anyone has Force powers. You know, it's uh, you know. We look at Anakin, and granted, Anakin was you know a child of the Force, but you know, Ray just had these abilities pop out of nowhere. Granted, is there a reasoning behind that? It is still yet to be you know told." 
Um, but I think that's exactly what that scene is setting well, up. Well, there could be a possible chance that maybe one of Rey's family generations were possibly part of the Jedi. Sure. And I, it's that's, you know, one of those things that I think we're all just... You know, foaming at the mouth, wanting to know where she's getting all of this. Foaming at the mouth. Yeah, I mean, and I'll, what I'll say about the about uh, uh, Broom Lad is, you know, when you, when you come to, I, I think the the overall, I guess, messaging of of Episode Eight in my mind has something to do with trying to move Star Wars from where it was, i.e., the original trilogy, and then the kind of crummy layers that uh, were built on with the prequel trilogy. Um, there, there's, you know, throughout episode 8 you get this feeling, right, that they're, they're really trying to distance themselves from how Star Wars has been done in the past. And a lot of that didn't work. A lot of it came off really horribly. But I do actually think that, like, in terms of the message that we want the Force to be a more egalitarian thing, i.e. everybody kind of has the Force, I would say that the way that they did the ending, that was actually yeah, okay. You know, that, that worked well. Absolutely. So to me, that's exactly what it was trying to we say. We got a comment? All right. Thank you again for stopping by. Uh, stop by our booth. Um, and uh, we'll definitely uh, hook you up with something nice for, for, for checking us out. As well as you, sir. Swing by our booth. We, we have yeah, uh, something. Let's go ahead and, and we'll get... Uh, who, who had the hand up over on this direction? Why don't you come on up? And your, your name is? Taylor, thank you, Taylor. And Taylor? is this your first one as well? Yes. Very cool. Thank you so much. Taylor, what is your question? I'm wondering if Ray's going to be part of, like, a great... I think, I think if they had the chance to do it, it would have been when Kylo offered his hand and said, let's leave it all behind. I actually think that a big... I, I, I don't remember how much time we spent on this, but when we did our episode 8 review, that episode... Um, I spent a good 20 or 30 minutes talking about how the fact that that seemed to be what they were setting up with the marketing for 8 and mm -hmm. that they missed such an opportunity mm -hmm. by not doing that. In 8, I think a big part of why people had issues with 8 was because of a pretty stark tonal shift, right? Like yes. in 7, and I've said, like, I was, I'm not a huge fan of 7. The reason I'm not a huge fan of 7 is because the plot is pretty much a carbon copy of 4, right? Like, the actual writing of 7... Like, the movie itself was fine. Like, it was an okay movie, and it's hard not to be because it was c directly copying one of the greatest movies ever made. My issues with Seven had more to do with kind of the some of the more political stuff that got put into it and, and the fact that it was, sort of, it was sort of copied. The film itself was fine. Part of the issue, I think, with Eight, though, was how big of a tonal shift that we had, right? When, because in Seven, you were right, exactly. In Seven, a lot of time and energy and attention was sort of spent... Looking back, paying homage to not just the, you know, within the world, but on sort of a meta level, paying homage to the, to the older movies and to the Star Wars fandom. Like, there was a lot of that in 7. And then in 8, to immediately shift to this tone of, like, screw the old Star Wars, we're going to do it new style, right? That, I think, is a big part of why people had issues with it. Um, I don't think people would have had issues quite so, um, so badly if they had at least if they had at least written it in such a way as that it all sort of came together in a way that was at least a little bit satisfying. Right. And to answer, get back to your question about the Grey Jedi, the answer is, based on what they did with Episode Eight, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. But one of the biggest crimes of Episode Eight is that that didn't happen. Right. Like, yeah. it should have happened in Eight, and the fact that it didn't is, a, I think, a big part of why the plot just kind of fell apart in the third act. Right. Excellent. What's your name? Carla. Carlin? You know, you gonna take your face off or? Nah, man. He's, he's got he's got to rep that, man. <laughs> you, know, you don't see Vader up here taking off his helmet, man. He's got to rep that. If he, take off if he did, face. it would probably smell like old people feet. Smells like literally burnt bacon. Like seriously, they probably smell like a monkey smoking a cigar and burnt flesh. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the idea of the monkey smoking a cigar. Yeah. Um, Rorschach, what do you got for us, sir? I feel like if Force Awakens was kind of like you know New Hope, then if the third, like if the third one in this new sequel trilogy, okay, is it gonna end just like Episode Six? Like, like you know, like how Force Awakens is pretty much New Hope, but with new, new characters, mm. new generation. I mean, if they make J, if they have JJ directed, which I believe is that's what's going on. Yes. Then yeah, there's a solid chance because it seems like all he knows how to do is take other people's scripts and change the names around. Like Brian so that's my answer. Okay. Can you can, re, can you rephrase the question for me? I, I, I was saying that like 
you know how like Force Awakens is pretty much New Hope. But sure. It's basically a reboot without sure. like a God of War style reboot. Gotcha. So yeah. are they gonna do the same thing <laughs> like with the last? Yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna do the same thing. So I'm gonna name my son. Chapter. Okay, so you know if, like, if they're gonna, what's? I got what you're saying. Okay. So he's so so in a nutshell, what he's saying is like episode seven was a carbon copy of four. Sure. Will episode nine be a carbon copy of six? So the fundamental question is: Do they keep going down this wild road they started with eight, or do they back off and go? No, wait, we're fine. It's it's just the old Star Wars. You remember? So I, of we're definitely gonna go get the redemption of Kylo Ren. Right, so there is going to be a redemption story. Or he's going to die. I, wouldn't that be a type of redemption for... But then they don't have the Disney, you know... Uh, you know it, oh, they don't yeah. have the Disney ending. It's true, they got to have that Disney... That happy ever yeah. yeah. after ending. Um, so you're going to have that. Um, what other, what other themes from Return of the Jedi? They're not going to have teddy bears. <laughs> So we can we can eliminate that. Well, they put, listen, man. They they created. Do they the, have the return of another super weapon? Yeah. Do we do we go for Death Star Four? Is that gonna <laughs> is that gonna be the game? I don't know. I mean, honestly, they're all even numbers now, so I wouldn't think that they would need any allies. So if they're fifty fifty, right. then it shouldn't be that issue. Well, there's no I don't know. There's no even numbers. I mean, like you can fit the entire rebellion on the Falcon now. Right. And uh, and and the. Uh, the freaking First Order still has, like, a million Star Destroyers that they got somehow. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think, I think ultimately, this, this, this story pans out pretty easily. Right? Um, they're, they're, I don't, I don't want to spoil uh, any, anything, but we know of another returning cast member coming to this film. What's, you know, in case people don't want to be spoiled, let's not even cover it. Um, so we, we have someone returning to basically help Leia run this resistance. Now, the question is, do they kill you know, Leia off of the credits? How do they go about that? We know we're obviously not going to have Carrie Fisher return her role. We're going to have, uh, we're gonna have Luke Skywalker return as a Force ghost. We're going to have the rise of the Rebellion again that ultimately defeat the First Order. So, I mean, that's pretty much all the key features that we're going to see in this. Does that replicate the uh, episode... You know, uh, six? I think so, a little bit. <laughs> Alright, what's your name? I'm Nick. Hey Nick, how's it going? Good, how are you? How are you enjoying the show so far? I'm enjoying it very well. Excellent, awesome. What's your question? Great, so, awesome. Solo, a Star Wars story. Sure. Was supposed to answer a bunch of questions about it. Sure. They introduce a new love interest. Sure. Where, and she just disappeared mm -hmm. at the end. What would... I think, I think ultimately we were going to get an answer to that. Now, now that Solo is completely underperformed in the box office, I don't think we're necessarily going to get... Uh, I think we're going to get that answer, but I think we're going to get it in forms of different media. Whether that's a comic book or a novel, we're going to get the answer, but it's going to be in a different form of media. Okay. So, um, Yeah, there's definitely a strong... There's a strong uh, feeling that you get from Solo, which is that this was sort of written with the idea that there would be at least one sequel. Right. Right. They, they were planning on doing maybe a Solo 2 or Kira Star Wars story exactly. or whatever they call it. Right. Um, yeah. That, that can in some way tie together. And I, I'm, I tend to agree with you. I'm assuming that they will eventually address that through right. either like a comic or something. The, know, other, it'll be the other thing that we could too. possibly be seeing <laughs> is we might see this picked up in uh, Crimson Dawn was the criminal organization, right? Yeah. What if the, the live action TV series is all about Crimson Dawn? You know, so I think that that is a big possibility. We're going to see that. Out. We're definitely going to see the answer to that. When is the question? And, uh, you know, that was something I covered in last week's episode of The Cockpit was, um, you know, because we're going from episode to episode or movie to movie to movie to movie and we're doing all these little tie-ins, we're not returning to the other questions that we want answered. So, for example, like, uh, you know, now that, you know, we had all this, this content about Rogue One right before Rogue One came out about all these backstories, but once the Rogue One was out, we're not really returning to those stories now. So when do we return to those stories? It's a question. So we can you can touch more on that from our previous episode. But hey, we got one more one more. Uh, I appreciate you stopping up. Come on, come, uh, come over by our booth. We'll have a prize for you, man. Kenzie, come on up. Everyone, Kenzie nerds. Obviously, you're a returning guest. Yes. Uh, so tell us what's your question. My question is. 
first part is how are Ren or uh, how are uh, Ray and Kylo sure. still connected? Snokey is dead. Luke, right. Done. Snokey. No, I. I think literally, it's. I, I think. Palpatine too, allegedly. <laughs> um, I think the. I mean, we. Oh man, how do I? Okay, so obviously, Snoke opened that doorway. Once the doorway has been opened, but I feel that they're he, literally connected. Yes, he even he quotes it. Yeah, he, but yeah, but he, but but like. He says that he opened up that door. Yeah, but like, but like, Snoke is like, he's not even a character. He's just right. like a shriveled thing that like makes noises. Like, how do, how are we gonna, how, yeah, how are we, he's just, he, he's like, he's like, oh, hello, my name is J.J. Abrams and I need a Palpatine. What shall I call him? Yeah, that's what Snoke is. Yeah. So like anything Snoke said, I'm pretty sure is like open to be retconned right. out in eight, in right. nine rather. But it so is, it is symbol, uh, symbolic. That when Ray and Kylo are looking at each other in that Force connection that they possibly that they have, um, when Ray closes that door at the end of of the Last Jedi, that Falcon door slams closed with all the Resistance on board. That's kind of symbolic that hey, their Force connection is now cut. I would be very surprised if that turned. I think yes. I mean, that's clearly what Ryan Johnson was going for. But I would be very, very surprised if they don't reuse that. Because I agree. If, if you look at the critical reception of the film, and I tend to agree, I actually think that the the scenes where we had them connected and like seeing each other in their head were some of the actual decent scenes in the movie. Right. You know, if you look at if you look at you know the critical reception, like a lot of the critics were saying the similar thing. Like the moment the stuff with Kylo and Ray was quite good, and the rest of it was pretty garbage. And so based on that. I mean, it was an interesting enough element of their collective character, and certainly in how they shaped the plot of the movie. Mm -hmm. I'd be very surprised if they just let that go, mm -hmm. you know, with with I agree. no kind of pickup, you know, n nothing nothing to address it or, or anything like that. I also think it might just fit into with what we sort of alluded to uh, on a question or two ago, which is that Episode Eight just sort of made the Force really weirder than it used to be, which I actually don't I'm, hate. Like, I'm, I'm okay, okay with the I'm okay with weird. the idea of new Force powers. That's that's fine. That's never been a question. Um, I think the idea of having this Force connection is fine. Who cares? You know, I, I think the idea of Luke Skywalker being able to essentially transcend himself. Uh, across the galaxy and appear as a basically an image it's fine whatever um, it would have been better if he went in person i agree but, but that's that's <laughs> completely uh, as well as i've heard theories that jj abrams could possibly retcon the whole luke skywalker dying part and basically make that him quote-unquote teleporting well, the other thing is, we still so there's still that, that, uh, there's there's still, that whole there's still that like Kickstarter thing out there to completely remake eight. So like, let's <laughs> let's not give up hope <laughs> yet. So we, we, had a, we had a comment right here. Yeah, that's like episode one of the cocky cockpit. That's that's a classic. I think that would be great. Yeah, I think I was that our first? I think that was our first episode. Was was Jar Jar Binks a Sith Lord? But and you said you had a part two to that. Yes. Now that eight and a solo story, what do you think? I think all. I mean, this is this is the classic, right? This is ultimately the biggest. I think the biggest still to this day is this question. You know, your parents were you know uh, drunks who sold you for drinking money. Uh, I I think I think all of that was you know bullshit from Kylo Ren. I see. I disagree completely. Based based on what we can clearly see being. Ryan Johnson's thematic and, and yeah, but JJ Abrams is gonna fix that. No, he's not gonna fix it. He's gonna, he's just gonna he's read. He's gonna, it. he's gonna like, he's gonna re Disney it. He's gonna, <laughs> he's, he's gonna put a Mickey Mouse bandaid on it. And he's, call it he's gonna, he's gonna make a, he's gonna make us really. He's just gonna make us feel good. <laughs> Maybe no, no, so, so in terms of okay, so based on what we know now, not having anything about nine or any of all this. Based on what we know now, just looking at what Ryan Johnson was very clearly trying to do with the movie, I think that Kylo was completely telling the truth, right? Because we sort of established the whole point of Mop Kid. Mop Kid. Mop Kid. That's, yeah. that's, the, next, that's the next cocky cockpit t-shirt. It's just a silhouette of a kid pulling a mop. Mop Kid, yes. <laughs> it so, just says Mop Kid. <laughs> pre Pre-order now, out in six months. Um, give us your money. <laughs> All right, so... so it seems like with with what I kind of talked about before, where the whole point of Mop Kid is that now is that like it's it's an egalitarian thing. Like you're not you're not born in it's not midi chlorians, it's not genetic. It's just it's just anybody 
and use the force mm -hmm. and we're all it's going to be great and and to me that fits with that right like like when kylo says this i take it to be true because the whole thing with anakin was like anakin is this prophecy hero and he's born with all these magic things in his blood that make him good at moving stuff with his brain and that's like that was anakin and like it was sort of when when george lucas did that it was sort of implied that that was luke you know, as well like luke is the son of this fine gentleman over we here had, we had medical research help us with polio we had research it was okay. kind of the same thing with the Force in the saga. <laughs> now, back then, they thought it was midichlorians in, in Anakin's blood. Then it becomes this Zen Buddhism thing, and then it becomes super Zen. Right. Yeah, now, now it's like, it. now it's just Everybody Buddhism. can do this. Right. Yeah. So, but, but that's sort of the idea. I think, I think if you go off of the idea that the point of eight was to introduce the idea that, like, it's, you don't have to be special, you don't have to be born into it, anybody can be a Jedi, I think that's what he was trying to do, is, like, Rey is, a, Rey is not a special person. Right. She just has the Force. Right. You know, that's so based on that it seems like that's the direction that it was going now will jj put the disney band-aid on in nine who knows maybe yeah, we'll Pro have to. probably time will tell yeah. and uh obviously we'll be here uh next year again so guys lock and load uh your schedules for next year's uh youngstown comic-con because we'll return and uh we'll still be not have we won't still have a new star wars movie but We'll definitely have some new really? Star Wars news to talk yeah. about. Yeah, a year yeah. and a half until. But, uh, you know, before we go, just real quick, guys, uh, you know, if you guys haven't yet, swing by our booth. We'd love to talk to you guys. Um, as well as tomorrow, we're hosting Skywalker Feud, which is going to be Star Wars uh, themed Family Feud. We're pulling all of our contestants onto the stage. Um, so definitely come on out for it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, if you guys haven't yet, again, go subscribe, support us. Uh, you know, we just hit affiliate over on Twitch. We'd really appreciate if you guys have Amazon Prime to give us your free, uh, you know, your free subscription because that really helps us out. If not, you can always make a donation or just go support the show uh, by hitting our shop over on CockyCockpit.com. You can find the find the link right there. Go grab yourself an awesome Cocky Cockpit uh, logo T-shirt or the newly released as of today Get Cocky T-shirt. Uh, we'd really appreciate anything. And like we said, if you guys are more of an MP3 person, we'd appreciate if you go swing us and give us a uh, five-star review over on iTunes. Uh, but we got all my issues. Uh, guys, what are you gearing up back there? Gotcha. So if you guys want, feel free to stick around for that. That should be awesome. Um, but in the, in the meantime, this here is my fairly co-pilot, Rob Branscombe. Thank you. This here is uh, the political man, Cole Egbert. Thank you so much to Luke Skywalker, to Darth Vader, and to... Luke again. Luke, oh, okay, gotcha. Very cool. Older Luke, and of course, Kenzie. Everyone, every single one of you guys for coming out truly means a lot. Until next time, may the force be with you. Yes. And also with you. This party's over. <laughs> that's how it works. Oh, that's totally how I'm answering that from now on.